Welcome, Friendship Fam. We are live in Friendship Church Studios. I'm Kenny White, inviting you to grab some coffee, buckle up, and enjoy the ride on this week's episode of your Friendship Church Podcast. Hola, buenos dias a todos. Buenos dias, Friendship Church. Es un placer estar aquí con ustedes. Muchas gracias por estar escuchando. Y... Yo estoy muy, eh, siento muy feliz de estar aquí con personas tan importantes, Pastor Ken, Pastor Joe, y para mí es un honor estar aquí con ustedes hoy. Eh, primeramente quisiera decir que yo amo mi iglesia, yo soy miembro de esa iglesia y yo amo mi iglesia y yo eh, quiero mucho que conocer más de ustedes, que aunque yo amo mi iglesia, yo no conozco a todos. Y, y bueno... Es eh, un privilegio estar aquí y espero que ustedes disfruten de ese tiempo. Uh, Joel, yep. my, my Google Translator is not working. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what just happened. Well, what just happened? That was Jesse, and he was talking about, well, how much of a privilege it is to be a part of Friendship Church, how much he loves me and not you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. He said you were important too. <laughs> Wow. And uh, he says he loves his church. <laughs> Great. Is that right, Jesse? Wow. Yes, that's right. Well, you were speaking no rápido. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> me escucha y me entiendo mucho. So, you understand way more than you told me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joel was teaching me some Spanish before you came in. And and he was saying, and I don't, I don't know what this is, but he was saying, Joe es perfecto. <laughs> Joe es uh, guapo. Uh -huh. Y Kenny uh, no, eh? nada yeah, de eso. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's a good thing. Is it, was he telling me good things? Very good. He was encouraging you. <laughs> you know, I got to be honest. I at one point I've been I was trying to encourage my father-in-law to just say to random people, "Based on me." <laughs> well, he doesn't know that means kiss me. <laughs> Uh, he um, he did not say it. Uh, sure. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. And I, 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 I yes, thank Based you. Okay, okay. Jesse, thank you for joining us. And uh, Jesse, I, I just I wanted to give you an opportunity today to just kind of share a little bit about uh, hope for Venezuela and and what God has been doing in your heart, or yours, and Emily's. And then there's there's been a huge growth of population in your home. And maybe you could share a little bit about that as well. So I just hit you with a whole bunch of stuff. I yeah, know. no, sure. Uh, let's start with uh, the ministry and yeah. what we are doing. Uh, our call is to work with refugees in Colombia, Venezuelan refugees in Colombia. And uh, that's what we're doing since 2000, beginning of 2020. Yes, the ministry is growing not only here in the U.S., but there uh, in uh -huh. the border with Venezuela. It's being uh -huh. amazing. So and, how long have mm -hmm. you been down there uh, mm -hmm. with the refugees? Mm -hmm. Basically, on average, uh, since 2020, I'm going there every two months. Okay. I go there. There's wow. teams from different churches that is yeah. coming with me. This summer, last summer, we spent two months. Uh, with, I spent two months with my family ministry uh, wow. in Cucuta, in the border town with uh -huh. Venezuela. Do you have any sort of guesstimation about... How many Venezuelans are crossing the border there? Mm. Is there mm. uh, is there any sort of uh, numbers that mm -hmm. you're aware of? Uh, yes, uh, I would say first that is this big number 
that is uh, the population of the border town called Kukuta is uh, or it was originally 700,000 people. Oh wow. And right now is double the size the amount of people is about wow. 1 million and 400,000 people wow. on the streets of Kukuta. Uh, you can imagine the all the the infrastructure uh, is not prepared to support yeah. the amount of people. That is one number. I, and I'm talking about maybe 6 to 5 to 6 years from now that that increase happened so it was a, a quick wow. increase of population is that is that town cucuta in venezuela or honduras uh in colombia colombia yeah exactly yeah. yes okay. Got it. on the border or gotcha. the border town right uh, now the numbers uh, is about two hundred thousand that cross the border or okay. and walk because there is the, those that settle on the border towns and just across the border and settle down and where they find food that they can where they can live and also those that cross the border to walk to cap the capital bogota or ecuador or peru or chile mm -hmm. so there is about 200,000 people crossing daily daily uh, yeah daily 200,000 yes. wow. people crossing from Wales. I had no idea that it was that that wow. significant mm -hmm. that's oh my goodness yeah. so uh Jesse what sort of ministry do you have then i mean when you go down um, uh, to Colombia, are, are you are you doing uh, church services? Are you feeding? Are you uh, giving clothing? Mm -hmm. Are you finding jobs? Mm -hmm. Like I, it just seems, it sounds like to me that is such an overwhelming mm -hmm. need yeah. that I, I I'm just wondering how what are your priorities as you go down mm -hmm. there? Before I answer your question, I want to correct something: two hundred thousand monthly. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Just that's the, still a lot. Yes, that's, so <laughs> that's lot. right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm sorry for the confusion here. No, no. Uh, it's monthly, and and as you said, uh, Joe, it's still a lot. We yeah. see them walking, and to answer your question, our goal is to make disciples that make disciples. This is uh -huh. our main goal. Planting uh -huh. churches is our vision, and this is what we're doing gotcha. right now. Now, all of that that you ask is like a consequence. And when you get to know people, that is what happens. When yeah. you preach to the gospel, people come. Uh, they need all of that because they are refugees. They are come to a country that yeah. are not theirs. And that, so the hunger, uh, so the health part of it, this is all come together. And we are very small, and but we are trying to do the best uh -huh. is uh, to do all those, I would say, secondary for us, but our vision is to make disciples that make disciples. So we are sharing the gospel with uh -huh. them. Uh -huh. And you said that there are teams that that go down. Are those teams going down every two months, or are, uh, along with you, or are those teams kind of staggered? And so you almost always have a presence down there. Mm. Yes, I almost I would say averaged every two months. I am in Colombia. Mm -hmm. uh, doing some things or with teams or doing a follow-up or the training. I started the training uh, one year ago, one and a half year ago. I launched a vision for a disciple-making program uh -huh. from 20 people that attended that vision cast uh, three days. Uh, seven of them is faithful now, and we are planting church with oh, wow. those. Oh, wow. uh, there is four churches in the process in five different locations wow. to be planted. And uh, so I'm finishing the training now in November. I'm going back there. The teams from United States comes in different stages. Last summer, 
we have uh, four teams coming from different churches. Okay. Yeah. Wow. You mentioned that uh, you did some discipleship training. Did I understand you to say that that's the Timothy Initiative? Yes. The, yeah. That is the TTI yeah. method where we make disciples. We base in Matthew 28, mm -hmm. uh, 19, forward, and with that call for make disciples yeah. that obey the commandment in the end, and that yeah. one of the commandments it is making disciples. So yeah. that is what I'm using. Yeah. There. Uh, I, I Before we came to uh, Friendship, I, I served in the uh, Converge Rocky Mountain District, mm. and they used the Timothy Initiative in, uh, I believe it was in Indonesia and Thailand with amazing results i mean it and and again it's the word of god so of course it's going to bear fruit it's not that it's the timothy initiative it's that it's the word of god correct yeah. uh, we based in prayer mm -hmm. and let the holy spirit do it as you said in in timothy's initiative is so good on that because they don't claim that is theirs too <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh the first thing that they tell you is not about timothy's initiative is about the holy spirit is about the Amen. god is about prayer everything is based on prayer and it's been working very well mm -hmm. there i believe it is a a curriculum or it is a program that is very successful outside of the united states yeah and and is working yeah yeah. yeah, just uh, it's so. I'm. I was so encouraged when I heard you were using that, partly because I've 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 seen how the Lord has used it in the past, and so uh, that's fantastic. When now recently, your house grew. There is a lot more in your home, <laughs> and in recent days, are are you? Uh, I don't. I, what's a word? Are you starting a bed and breakfast? Or? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Loves hosting. <laughs> An Airbnb. <laughs> Airbnb. <laughs> New business. Um, yeah, that's right. Uh, yes, while we are in Colombia, we are contacted by a group, um, a family, I would say, of friends. Uh -huh. um, the crisis in Venezuela are worse. Mm. Uh, there is no light on the end of the tunnel that can say, no, it's going to get better. It's getting worse and okay. worse. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Let let me just hit pause on my earlier question mm -hmm. because I I don't think that many of us know what is happening in Venezuela that would cause this type of uh, immigration or refugee situation. Mm. It started more than twenty years ago. Okay, uh, I would say it's good twenty five years ago. Uh, was a very charismatic leader that came up to be a president. And uh, his ideals, uh, he loved Cuba and communism, but he was a very charismatic person called Hugo Chavez, and um, he became president, and he started to implant those social, socialist ideas. Uh, and I remember, I, I was in Venezuela, and I remember on the, I was uh, dating my wife uh, back then, and um, it started uh, very, very nice in the beginning. But anyway, don't want to get too much in politics here, but right. uh, he implanted the, his ideas, and the country started to lose. He started to t take the big companies, the, uh, the international companies, and, and, and spell them from the country, and, 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 and the country came down. So it, uh, and he died. Uh, he died um, of cancer after cursing Israel. Mm. After a few months after cursing, cursing Israel, Wow. He died of cancer, 
the country of Israel. That's why right. he went up and, and cursed the country. Now, the substitute, the guy that he, before he died, he said, I wanted this guy to be president, and he was the president. Not smart at all, and he got close and close to Cuba and their, their ideas. Right now, everything is for free in Venezuela. Health care, schools, everything is for free, but there is nothing. So if you get sick in Venezuela, you cannot go to, to the hospital because there is no medicine, there is nothing for you. So the country oh, wow. is destroyed, the infrastructure is destroyed. And there is a point where the people don't have what to eat. Okay. Right now, Hope of Venezuela is helping about 100 families with grocery items every month Yeah, because those families that they don't have what to wow tweet we um anyway that is what happened so that's the situation now in the beginning uh maybe 20 years ago like doctor scientists left mm -hmm. went to spain miami you know professionals rich people business yeah. people they left the country and then 10 years after that maybe engineers and other people start to leave as well and get mm -hmm. jobs around the world right now those in the country uh, are those that cannot live. Gotcha. What they do, they walk. That's why they call walkers. So they walk through Colombia and Brazil and try to reach other countries walking. Okay. And, and, and so that is the circumstance of Venezuela. That's what's happened to Venezuela. Wow. People are leaving Venezuela because they need to eat. They are in very bad circumstances. There is people from Friendship Church that went to Colombia and they witnessed how they're living. Oh, we cannot wow. call houses, you know, in, in a, this small shack that they live. And we ask them, but in Venezuela, you have a house, you know, with blocks and roof on top of you. And they said, but we didn't have food. Here, I know that I'm going to eat three times a day. There is not a certainty, so wow. I, I, I can eat. Um. So, yeah, answer wow. your question. That is, is what happened in Venezuela. This I is see. the people that is coming daily uh leaving the country wow wow well thank you for sharing that is mm -hmm. that is certainly a a matter of prayer mm -hmm. right yeah, that we is. can join you in so there there are some immigrants that have joined your well i think i don't know if they're still in your home i, I know they initially came mm -hmm. to you i'm not sure what's happened mm -hmm. since then but yeah, yeah jesse's bed and breakfast and mm -hmm. yes uh <laughs> while we are in colombia with my family a family uh, that uh, was uh, friends with my, my wife's family in uh -huh. Venezuela called us, and uh, their younger son had been kidnapped, and they are demanding money for them. Oh. Uh, the reason that they are still there is because they are keeping uh, some business in Venezuela, mm. and, um, and they were kidnapped with the kids. Uh, He's uh, eight, nine years old and a seven years old. And they put guns on the head of the kids. Um, that was uh, a very, um, a very sad moment for them. A very, they were desperate. Yeah. So the father that is our, uh, that we know, uh, said, "Enough of this. I'm yeah. gonna take my kids out of this country." So they call us, and they need help. So while we're in Colombia, you arrange for them to come, and they stay in our house. So they live in our house. God uh -huh. provides exactly the, the, the time. You know, God yeah. is amazing. We are in Colombia, so our house were empty. And uh, they came to our house, and they could live here. Uh -huh. um, 
And for a while now, they uh, are very close to our house and they're living. We're still in a good relationship with them and they are come to Friendship Church. And it was a, it was a good thing to have them here. So now Hope of Venezuela, when we thought about going out to them, now they are coming to us. <laughs> <Yes>. Now, <laughs> right. Now we all can can work. Now all Friendship Church can work with me, so we don't have to go there anymore. So they are here. That's uh, yeah. God is good. Yeah, uh, it is. to do that. Yeah. yeah, the you know one of the things that uh, as I've as I've heard you share just a little bit about maybe um, next steps and even the the discipleship process and stuff. You you have a heart and a vision for these next steps. And one of the things that that very frankly I'm concerned about is uh, getting in the way. <laughs> Good intentions, but I think there's something about the the mm-hmm. path of destruction is paved with good intentions or something. Mm. And and we don't we don't want to get in the way of what God is doing and how you have prayed through and processed uh, things. So we sometimes get people to call and they'll say, ah, how can we help? I can do this or I can do that. And and sometimes that is wonderful and it's right in step with the vision and mission and, and where you're going. And other times, maybe it's not as helpful. And so how how can we help? Maybe you can start by just sharing the vision for the next steps of, of those that have joined us mm-hmm. here uh, at Friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. When that starts to happen, when we start to when they start to come to our house, my wife and my wife, uh, she's amazing. God yeah. gave me a godly woman to be with me, and she said, "Jesse, we need to be open and ask God what He want from us." Yeah, because we are having people. God is putting people in our lives that we need to know, and we prayed since then. Since we were in Colombia, praying for for what was happening here in the United States with Venezuelan refugees. Uh, we wanted, you wanted to have um, a Spanish ministry in the area. We want to, first, for those of them that don't speak any English, we want them to worship in their language. Sure. And But we don't want to set them apart and have that subculture. No, we wanted them to be part of Friendship Church or a church. Yeah. And uh, so we want to have the Spanish ministry, and we wanted to reach out for the Spanish speaker in our area. Why? Because the people that has come to us are church planters. So they are <laughs> believers. They love the Lord. They have a planted. At least the father, I can say for sure that the three or four church that he planted, Amazing. and he's the kind of guy he don't want his name to be up there. He planted church, trained a pastor, leave the church, go to the next. <laughs> and all. So this is people that God is bringing to us. So that is my vision. I would like to have a Spanish ministry here with all the potential that we have here and all the need that you have right surrounding our right. our church. Right. And um, so that is the vision, mm-hmm. the Spanish ministry. How are we going to do? Only God knows. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I see. With respect to needs and prayer requests, how can how can we be praying for Hope for Venezuela? How can we be praying for you and Emily? Uh, how can we be praying for this growing ministry that's kind of fallen in our laps? Mm. Kenny, thank you for asking. And I would like just to bring uh, one more situation that God is putting in, yeah. in, in, in our hands. Mm-hmm. Is the Venezuelans that is already here, 
in this side of the world, in our house, in our neighborhood, mm-hmm. but also another situation in Venezuela, with uh, in Colombia and Venezuela, with the refugees, with this movement of people walking around, always abuses happen. Mm-hmm. And right now, the ministry, we are planting churches, but the cons- I'll call consequences of it, people come to the Lord and come with baggage, come with luggage that they mm-hmm. bring from the past. And what's yeah. happened there? Is uh, the statistics is that every from every four women, three are abused on the walk. Three, three. out of four women are yeah. abused so on the walk. Some type of abuse, and the most of it is a sexual abuse. We are now getting that. In, this is situations in in South America. That is in Venezuela, Colombia right. area. Right. And uh, Emily and I are not prepared for that. Uh, while we are in Colombia, we have uh, people coming to us, and we, until 12 midnight, we have a woman with us sharing their lives and uh, how things, uh, what was happened to them. And there was a very curious fa- uh, fact that happened while I was with a team of Americans in a hotel. Mm-hmm. As we are preparing to leave the hotel to do evangelism and reach out uh-huh. to the communities, to the refugees, we found another team of Americans in the same hotel on the lobby. And uh, we are excited to see Americans, you know. Yeah. They come from the United States, and uh, one pastor that was with us approached them. Hey, we are Americans too, so I guys here. Oh, you're business people. Oh, you're business. What kind of business you're doing? So, long story short, they are recruiting Venezuelans to prostitution. Oh. On the same hotel, where the team that we had was going to reach out for them. Oh, so it broke my heart. Yeah, I felt discouraged uh, because, Lord, <laughs> I see like yeah. what you're doing here, and then they're throwing them back. And uh, But yeah. God gave me really strength, and and we all prayed before leaving because all the team, you know, when the pastor shared with us that he had talked to that man yeah. and, and, and see what they're doing, um, but God gave us courage and said, just a go. And one more is enough for you. <laughs> yeah. One more. Go, try to one. You know? And so we had the strength for that day to go. Yeah. So the, that is one thing that you can pray for us. Give yeah. us wisdom. Give us resource and the people with knowledge on that area that we can come and make the difference in the lives of those, those women. Yeah. And, and that is uh, going through this situation. And uh, what can we pray for us in this side of the world here, right in our neighborhood? We wanted the Holy Spirit to take the lead on that. We wanted to trust in the Lord. That is not about a language that we are, as we're speaking here. We wanted the Holy Spirit to lead that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we want to, you don't want to have a, this feeling good type of community with food and, and no Spanish Latino culture. We wanted to reach out for the Lord. So pray that. Everybody involved in this ministry, in this vision of having a Spanish ministry in the area, we can depend 100% on God. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Amen. And for you and Emily, for strength and courage and wisdom. You know, maybe if the day was 36 hours, it would be better. <laughs> <laughs> for our 24 hours, it's been very short for us. Uh, uh, yeah, you can pray for our, pray for our marriage. Uh, we are in the moment that is very easy for the enemy come, you know. Yeah. She's busy, I'm busy, 
and yeah. it's very easy for the enemy to come and, and, and get uh, between us and God. So just a pray for our marriage right yeah. now. Pray for our kids. Protection, yeah. physical protection, and, and, and spiritual protection, and emotional protection yeah. uh, for us Okay, as a couple. Yeah, all right. Joel, I know we, uh, we only have a few moments left, but w- would you mind praying for Hope for Venezuela and uh, and what is happening in Colombia, what is happening here in the United States, and for Jesse and Emily? Yep. Yeah, thank you. Uh, dear Lord, we thank you for Hope for Venezuela. Uh, we thank you for Jesse and Emily and their children and uh, what you've called them to, Lord, and uh, ultimately... We know there's a lot of hurt going on in the world, and as we've zeroed in today around uh, Venezuela and Colombia, Lord, just pray that uh, you, you are continued to be revealed to folks down in Venezuela or Colombia. Yeah. I pray that you use hope for Venezuela as a vessel to do that, Lord, that you would work through them because they are clearly willing servants, willing to say yes to mm-hmm. whatever you call them to. Yes. and. Just pray that your spirit would work in the lives of many of the people down there and all of the people, really, Lord, uh, especially in the the women that are hurting, um, the women or children caught in abuse, Lord, that you mm-hmm. would just be evident there and that uh, you would be known amongst those people. We pray that uh, you continue to be present here, uh, even in Friendship Church, in our neighborhood, as some of these uh, awesome Venezuelans have made their way to Minnesota from hot to cold, Lord. And uh, uh, we pray, Lord, that that they uh, can endure the Minnesota winter. Amen. Uh, we pray that uh, they can continue to make friendships here at Friendship Church, uh, that, that, Lord, you can transcend the barrier of language and that, uh, we, can, that we can communicate regardless of, of that hardship. Um, and we just pray that you surround Jesse and Emily and their children with a hedge of protection, Lord, as they're in the midst of uh, clearly a lot of spiritual battles happening, Lord, and just pray that you protect them because yes. they are seeking to uh, just be obedient to you, Lord. And I just pray that you renew them each and every day, that you give them time and opportunity to be together, to be a family and to just have that unique time that they get to be by themselves instead of always being on call with with people give them that time to be refreshed as their little Mm -hmm. nuclear family lord and uh lord we just love you we love seeing how you're working and uh it's awesome to be a part of it and just continue to work as you will lord in your name we pray amen amen Amen. hey jesse usually uh i end our podcast and i'm wondering if you would uh if you would just end it with this with this sort of translation in Spanish, if you would be willing. And usually I just say, uh, thank you for joining in. As always, don't forget to love, live, and serve like Jesus. God bless you. Do you think you could close us that way or something close to that? Y como siempre, yo quiero darle las gracias para que usted, por usted conectar. Y no te olvides de amar, servir y vivir como Jesús. Dios te bendiga. Nos vemos pronto. Thank you for joining in today, Church Fam. We will see you next time on your Friendship Church Podcast. 